If you look around, you'll see the world can be pretty smart. Okay, very smart. At Capella University, we think education should be smart too. That's why we're reshaping online learning with our FlexPath format. You can set your own deadlines, take classes at your own pace, even leverage your previous experience to move faster. So when it comes to earning your bachelor's degree, you know what kind of choice to make. A smart one. Visit capella.edu to learn more. Capella University. Don't just learn, learn smarter. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Is that Shakespeare? Nope, it's Geico. Uh, yeah, 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 that's Shakespeare from one of his unpublished works. Oh, it be not for awakening. Nay, giveth thou the berries. For 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. No, it's from Geico, because they help save people money. Well, I hate to break it to you, but Geico got it from Shakespeare. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. This is Not Your Token Black Girl, a space for black women and their allies to rest their crowns, laugh uncontrollably, feel supported, and more. It's like Sunday brunch convo with the girls in a quick 20-ish minutes. Now, let's get started with your hosts, Allie J and Crystal Lowe. On today's episode of Not Your Token Black Girl, Mo Green is back, and we're diving into intersectionality and being a multi-hyphenate. I'm actually worse. <laughs> we had, there's this one guy I dated um, for a couple of weeks, um, a, a white guy. Uh, his name is Sam, and he fashions himself a singer. Uh, every time There he opens is so his mouth, much shade in that opening statement. It really a was. white guy named Sam, same. who I dated for three weeks, who fashions himself as a singer. I mean, damn. <laughs> every <laughs> time very he opened eloquent, his mouth, <laughs> every time he opened his mouth to sing along to the tune, he was below the appropriate note. So and like there's one day, he's like a baritone. He is something else entirely because he can't sing on key. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Every time he, we would be like watching videos with the group and he would always want to sing off key. And that was, uh, it was a Jasmine Sullivan song. And I was just like, I needed oh. to hear it. And I, I had a couple tequilas. All right, I was feeling real. I was a real uninhibited, okay? He started singing. I grabbed that remote, I paused. I said, Sam, thank you for your participation today. Here's a seat and here's <laughs> some food. I need these, I need these three minutes and 34 seconds of silence. <laughs> Because Jasmine is on key, okay? Yeah. Every day of the week. What Sit happened down. to her? What happened to her? She just came out so with So she just song. came out with two singles, yeah. Oh, did she? Yeah. Listen to them. Uh, Lost Ones and Lost Pick Up Your Feelings. Lost One's my favorite. What was the, the other one? Pick, Pick Up Your Feelings is my Pick favorite. Up your, Pick Up Your Feelings. Oh, I was singing that this morning. Oh, oh my gosh. Turn on the radio. I love that. So Jasmine is one of my favorite singers of all times. Yeah. I loved Jasmine, Bust Your Window. Aretha, Oh my god! I played that many a times when I was heading out to <laughs> bust a window, put a twist in the gas tank, any of those things I that I may you. or may not have done. <laughs> no, Jasmine it. is my go-to for my shower singing. So, see exactly. Mariah is mine. I think I can hit the note. Like the skinnier <laughs> it is, the higher I like to go. I can't. Well, she can't hit it either. She, she can't hit no it anymore. Did but you, did you see, see a little her, Christmas special? I did. Where she was lip syncing? 
the entire time. But give that diva her due. Mariah. I'm just not, I'm not going. She was really moving her hands. She was really moving moving her finger like it's happening. And it's like, girl, we know that ain't it. (laughs) And we know that you pulled that note from 97 and meshed it over for 2020. I think she should preserve her legacy by shutting up. You know what I'm saying? She's not going to. She's not Thank going you. to. She's that not. I don't even point. entertain it anymore because I, I liked Mariah so much that I'm like, I'm a, I'm not going to entertain her saying that she's singing on these Christmas specials. Like, I'm gonna just listen to her old stuff and be real happy about it. Now, like, I, I love Vision of Love, but I also love older Mariah of today, who is just doing the most. Really believes in her hearts of hearts that her fan, her real fans, think she still got it. And she is waving that finger and she got the tiniest dresses and she is out here shaking it like she's as tiny as Ariana. I'm here Why for it. Why does she name her kids Monroe Moroccan? Let's talk Why about the Why was I watching babies. a show? Somebody called them um, Moses and Methuselah. Look, <laughs> I don't think those are Nick's kids. Hear me out. Aria, y'all know my little black baby that I'm always posting, has Love the her. same mixture of black and white three quarters black one quarter white so does mariah's kid supposedly you tell me what doesn't add up them not, them not next kids but i mean sometimes you know melanin can come out in all sorts of colors it really can. Make sense. or the lack thereof would you three quarters african mm. that hair don't even look a little bit kinky i'm trying to actually Think i, I mean that, they don't nick um, is a little caramel too though Nick is a little Mariah light. Mariah got skin. a Jamaican daddy. Mariah is real light bright though. She's pale. She is real 65 watts. They got their mama's color. They do. Her mama's color. I think those are her backup well, we... dancer lover's kids. No gotcha. Gotcha. That's uh, my trump card. Because he's can't. what? Very light too. Hispanic almost like are you a white guy who has a latin name or like <laughs> those are his kids i mean my mariah <laughs> facts are real ancient because like i said i have not entertained her since she stopped being able to sing so <laughs> and the she, early had a, she was uh working with jay-z like i ain't got nothing for it anymore but that was heartbreaker i think that was what oh, yeah I, that's I've been that far gone, far removed. Okay. Um, actually, no. I was into it when she did "Obsessed with Me" because that was that was a banger. I didn't think um, it was. It was more like a it was, whisper. It was a cute moment. It, it was I, I just really liked it. I just at the time in my life, I felt like I had a you. lot of of the same kind of stuff going on. So it was a vibe. But I'm far removed from <laughs> Ma- from flex. Mariah. <laughs> I'm real far removed from her, so I don't know about her backup dancer, but. I mean, them kids do that. I mean, they don't look like that. To Ariana, who is exactly, but she's no ninety-one Mariah. Hi, this is Mo. Uh, I love how he just took. Oh, can you please take me off of your phone list? Oh Lord! I thought it was a call. Do not edit that out of the pod. Please, <laughs> Brianna, keep that in there <laughs> because this man has literally decided. <laughs> Let me take this call real quick. It's my work phone. I thought it was, but it was uh, one of those um, tele companies. Oh, I'm getting so many of those. We have so much to talk about that don't yes. include telemarketers, Mariah Carey. 
or whether really her kids do. belong to Crystal, Nick or keep not. Keep us on track because you know we'll get into a whole. We are here to talk about being a multi hyphenate again. We chatted with Amanda about it. Now we're bringing in our not your token black boy Mo to talk about what up? What up? What up? To talk about <laughs> being a multi hyphenate on all levels, like personally, professionally, all of the lees. Yeah. <laughs> Would you consider yourself a multi hyphenate, Mo? That's the easiest way to start um, the combo. Before I answer that question, mm-hmm. let's define our terms. How are we defining multi hyphenate? You have multi identities, many facets of your career you are interested in more than the typical or stereotypical thing a black man should be interested in you are dynamic yeah I mean the technical is what I mean in like the way that Amanda described it and way they Hollywood has like coined that term is of course like celebrities that do multiple things right so like you have multiple you got multiple gifts if you will and multiple Mm. jobs plural Um, okay so that's the that's the t but i think the way me and crystal have been defining is exactly what crystal is saying which is like yeah like we have multiple avenues of like interests we have multiple jobs we have multiple almost like intersectionality and it's also a part of that multi-hyphenate uh, definition for us so so yeah well, so re- re- repeat the question for me <laughs> do you consider Sorry. yourself a multi-hyphenate i would say so i am a politico government worker black man gay man um i fancy myself a uh, a little bartender a mixologist if you will <laughs> <Yes>. Shut <laughs> up. I love that. <laughs> I love a mixture. Um, um, I'm I'm a I'm a son. I am an uncle. Um, the cutest uncle. little. Boy. I'm a dog dad. <laughs> I, yes, I would ew. say I would, I would consider myself a. Uh, <laughs> uh, ill. What? What ill? You don't like she dogs? hates dogs. I hate dogs. I hope we don't lose followers over that. That's my dirty little secret. You will. The only I thing I real. like crawling is a baby. <laughs> dogs are easier. <laughs> They really are. So she I've be heard. hating on my dog all the time. I'm like, he's dog old beast. I have a labradoodle, but he's huge. He's 85 pounds. That's why I was a oh, wee bit late because I had to drop him at the ground. Allie is 85 pounds. So can you imagine? I have <laughs> like, my dog is 105. <laughs> I have a great Pyrenees mountain dog. His name is Coda. Oh, he looks like sheesh. a big polar bear. Um, <gasps> and he spends. Uh, he takes a lot of my time. And I definitely dog dad is very much a part of my identity. Yeah. And part of my multi hyphenate. Um, Same. <laughs> I'm a all your mom. Um, but yes, I would, I would, I would consider myself um, a multi hyphenate. I also think that sometimes, <laughs> I'm sure there. You know, we grow up in. I think, especially for Black people, we grow up watching our mothers. For those of us who had the opportunity, at least, to watch our mothers. Um, and at least for me, I watched my mom. She did everything. She was a a principal, an administrator, a pastor's wife, a preacher, a missionary, <laughs> um, the cooker, the cleaner. Um, she was the person that kept everyone together. And she sort of juggled all these different hats. Um, and that was just like the norm. Um, and it's not until you like get older and you really start to like really analyze 
uh, all that you do that you realize, oh, like sometimes like maybe I am sort of selling myself selling myself uh, short sometimes because like this was just like the norm being a multi-hyphenate juggling all these different responsibilities and all these different hats um so i'm sure there are other things that i'm forgetting um but i think that's definitely something a lot of i think most black people are are, are multi-hyphenates um there's so much that we have to navigate so much that we have to deal with so much goddamn code switching um so many hats that we have to wear um yes Let's get into that. (laughs) I'm specifically interested in code switching for you as a Black gay man in the world of politics. Do you feel like you, based on the the side of politics you support, do you have to code switch to be successful in that world? I would say so. I mean, I'm I'm only working for progressive, you know, candidates and um, policies, but I'm still working predominantly in a predominantly white space. Um, uh, and as much as, you know, white progressives will act like they're real down, there's still, there's a lot to like really navigate sort of being a black queer person. I think um, sometimes if I'm navigating more conservative spaces, um, and this is all sort of on a spectrum, still progressive, but like more progressive, less progressive than some of the, some of the far sort of left folks. I think that I'll play up, um, you know, I'll, I'll dress differently and there's a, a different way that I'll speak and I'll sort of drop different things. Like if I say you Chicago, oh, the sort of like credential myself, if you will, in sort of the, some spaces. Whereas um, if I'm meeting with like some, you know, really progressive organizers, I can sort of really show up as my most authentic self. Uh, maybe say a couple cuss words. What's up? Hey girl, hi girl. What's up sis? Uh, and still sort of dive into like a really deep and an impactful dialogue about, you know, uh, policy issues that are affecting people of our sort of various communities. Um, um, and sometimes, you know, in very, very um, white, progressive, I call them North Lake Shore folks in Chicago. Um, <laughs> sometimes it helps to sort of play up, you know, uh, this is a very gay neighborhood that I live in right now. This is, I live in the north side of Chicago, North Lake Shore. Um, it's a very gay area. Uh, and sometimes I lead with, lead with the gay. Um, so I would say at any given point, I will either be leading, leading with gay, leading with black, um, or sort of like for areas that are a bit more problematic that I won't necessarily like, but there's something that I need for the work that I'm doing to get there. I will sort of lead with things about me that will sort of, that I guess will showcase my credentials so we can cut through sort of the, cut through the nonsense, cut through you um, um, thinking less of me, cut through all that. I'm gonna show you where I am, girl, and let's use that as a part of the part so we can get something done here. Um, so yeah, there is there's a lot of code switching that I have to do uh, working in politics, um, and I'll tell you, I, being a pastor's kid, black churches are extremely political, yeah, um, and there are a lot of lessons I learned. I would say um, from being a pastor's kid and watching my parents sort of navigate the political landscape of black churches of Church of God in Christ that I sort of use in the field now. Um, so even when I go back home to Texas or I'm in a black church, there's sort of a, a navigating there, um, sort of I bring out my black church side, pastor's kid, bishop's kid more. Uh, and unfortunately, sometimes I will downplay, um, depending on the space, downplay, um, you know, my, my gay side as well. And not to say that I am a chameleon by any means, right? Um, cause I will always be my most authentic self and I'm not going to apologize for it. Um, 
but I think it's sort more of a matter of um, there's a specific word that I'm looking for. Like sometimes I just don't want to deal with the bullshit. If I like, yeah. let's say if I go in a black church uh, and I'm very, very gay, there's a, I know what the response is going to be. Um, and I just don't want to necessarily deal with that at that given moment. Yeah. So it's not necessarily like being a chameleon, but it is, it's just, a, it's a strong code switch. Now, I think we talked, sorry, go ahead, Ellie. I was going to say, I think we talked about that too with Amanda, how we do this thing as, you know, black people, right. Where we care a lot about making people feel comfortable in certain yes. spaces. Right. Mm -hmm. And I have struggled with that this entire year. Cause I'm at the point in my life where I'm like, I don't, I don't care. Like I yeah. want to, I want to, feel a lot comfortable, of appeasing, you know, and it, that's where that code switching comes from. And like I was telling, um, when we talked last time, I was like, me and my aunt had this conversation and she was like, you know, when do we get to the point where we can just be like, we, your comfort doesn't like your comfort doesn't surpass mine at this point. Right. Cause in those situations where you're code switching, that's what you're doing. Right. You're trying to make yes. sure you're trying that, to be appeasing. Yeah. You're trying to appease and make sure everybody feels comfortable by presenting the self that you feel will make them feel most comfortable. And we do mm -hmm. that in all facets. Right. So it's like, it's a consistent struggle with the different perceptions that we're trying to, to get. Well, I guess my follow-up question to Mo is for, for, I'll just speak for myself. For me, when I code switch, I am, I, I like to say code switching is also a form of self-protection. I'm protecting my womanhood. I'm protecting my blackness. Mm -hmm. um, fortunately or unfortunately, I don't have to, based on the heterosexual society we live in, quote unquote, that being the quote unquote norm, if that's what we want to call it, I don't have to protect my sexuality. Do you, and sometimes there is a level of guilt that I feel when I have to protect my blackness or protect my womanhood in all male spaces or predominantly white spaces. Is the guilt different when you are hiding a piece of your identity that is not obvious? Is it different uh, hiding your sexuality versus some, it's clear that you are a black man. Yeah. It might not I be think, clear that you're homosexual. Oh, that's a good question. No, I don't. I don't have any guilt, actually. Well, good <laughs> for you. I, I want to get to that point. Not guilt for being uh, a Black woman, but guilt like I'm letting myself down that I have to yeah. do this to survive in this type of society. So yeah. I sacrifice well, of my authenticity. It's not survive. guilt because like, I think sacrificing that authenticity is also like, I'm thinking about my own peace of mind, my mental health, uh, my own physical safety. So I would say it's more of a, the reason that I, when I'm navigating these spaces and code switching and sort of being appeasing, um, yes, it's for other people, um, but a lot of times it's really for me because I don't want to have to deal with your bullshit. That's Mother Jones <laughs> at, at Kojic Church down the way that wants to pray over me if she sees me with my little skinny jeans and Chelsea boots. I don't want to have to deal with that. I want to go to church. I want to get my praise and worship. I want to cry, maybe shout, play my tambourine. And guess what? In an hour, I don't care if the service is still going on, my black ass is going to be in my car on the way to brunch. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a word. I don't care, church is still going on. <laughs> I'm going to put my finger up and I'm going to lightly exit out the back door. <laughs> I'm not staying for three hours and I don't want to have to deal with your reaction to who I am. 
Um, so I don't feel guilt. And I would say even when I was a closeted gay man, um, I didn't feel guilt about that. Um, I would say there was like an air of confusion, but there was also a concern for my financial future, um, my physical safety, right? Um, and that was first and foremost. Um, yeah. I don't feel guilty at all, and I won't. I'm here for don't it. Don't feel guilty. Let me shed my guilt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've gotten to that point where I'm just like, I don't know that I got time anymore to do exactly. that. Like, I don't care enough to protect or like do this thing where I'm comforting you in, in any space. Right. Exactly. Like I think in now my customer service work voice is definitely a little more refined. Your nine to five. My nine to five. It's a higher uh, pitch. Maurice Green. <laughs> yes. And Great. I have to Marie, smile when you. I talk. Like, <laughs> you oh, go, like, boss. You go. <laughs> like I think that that kind of thing like we do that too again it is to make people feel comfortable but at the same time I feel like that's one of those things kind of just necessary and everybody probably interacts that same way to so take food that's professional don't you don't feel like I feel like I feel like my white friends, their voices on the phone definitely change in their demeanor to, to exude a different type of professionalism than when we kiki in, you know, like, I think everybody has a different tone. Um, even if it's just a little, even though there's a standard of what professionalism sounds like, like it's different for, I think it's different for everybody. You know, I think everybody has a yeah. slightly different, um, I would say I, I would say for folks that are like part of a group that is not marginalized, sort of the code switching is more optional. That may be a strong statement. It's yeah. like it's less it's less tied to their ability to survive in this world. Oh um, yeah, without, uh, and without thrive that. in this world, right? Um, so the like yes, I, I would I would definitely agree with that statement that um, I would like white people or cisgender people or straight people don't necessarily have to coast which if we're sort of viewing their identity in I guess a non-intersectional lens yeah. right um but I would say there's uh, there's just a bit more option um there's a bit more um freedom there whereas like with black folks we don't like I don't have to code switch um but there are definite ramifications um for me if I don't right in these in these uh in these spaces that I'm navigating I will also say in in sort of my later years um there has been sort of a sincere effort um, to really, like I really think intent intensely about the spaces that I'm going in. So I don't have to do all of that. So like yeah. working, yes, code switching is, I will do it girl, done it. I have a PhD into that, in, on that. Um, but outside of business hours, I'm really not seeing a bunch of white people. Uh, I'm either hanging out with gay people or black people on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, in places where I feel safe and where I have community, where I can sort of like let, take take off the suit, take off the tie and just be Mo Green from Houston, Texas. Not Maurice. Um, <laughs> not Maurice Green the Fourth that works for so-and-so elected official. Um, so, yeah. I, and I think that's also sort of a part of being a multi-hyphenate, right? You get so sick of, everything that sort of comes along with all these different hats that you carry, you have to be very intense about finding, uh, and if you can't find them, developing your own safe spaces where you can be yourself. 
whether it's my favorite, my, one of my favorite, um, there's this one bar that they have some problematic tendencies, but um, it's a place where all the black gay people go on the weekends when outside was open um, here in Chicago. At any given point on a Friday or Saturday or Sunday, you would see me there with my girlfriends, Kiki and drinking some champagne, throwing some light, uh, some light subtle shade here and there. Uh, and living my best life before Monday where I have to put on my suit, uh, both physically <laughs> and sometimes spiritually, it seems, um, to act, really. <laughs> That's interesting you call it acting because I think when, we, when it boils down to it, that's what it is. You have to play a role. Um, and it's not just... Now, Black people, we deserve Oscars, Grammys, Tonys for the level of acting we have to do. <laughs> but I really think unless you I feel like are I'm not, not annoyed by that dumbass email you sent me, co-worker. Right. Per right. my last email. Which I love the hat. I was wondering <laughs> where you got that. Because I was like, I need a per, per my last email. Do we... So for, for people listening, um, Nordstrom's has this hat, a uh, black baseball cap, and it says, per my last email that I got right after, uh, maybe a couple months ago, right after the campaign, uh, and it's my favorite thing. And I actually wear it to a lot of my meetings now, and it started some conversations, uh, conversation about piece. <laughs> reading, reading emails, um, and comprehending, reading comprehension as well. Reading is fundamental, but so is reading comprehension. You not reading your email is your problem, boo-boo. You're not comprehending what I put in my email is your problem. It's not my problem. So for my last email, <laughs> highlight it below. <laughs> you see your boss, his boss, and hers. Oh. My <laughs> <laughs> real petty, they're subordinate too, so you can see that drag. <laughs> Yikes. I don't think I've ever CC'd a subordinate. Damn, Mo. That's clever. Uh, I might have to start doing that's that. real shady. You see what your mediocre leader is doing? Be better. No, <laughs> I just want to make better. sure that everyone is included. This information could be relevant to a lot of different parties. Code switch. <laughs> AKA, meet me outside after 5 p.m. <laughs> I won't fight you, but I may, I'll, I'll have a good fortified read for you. Oh, wait. Or you always need that one friend that's willing to throw away their life. So, you know. <laughs> you do it, not me. I got to get Right. I had nothing to do with it, but I'm going to sit right here and watch. That's for sure. Oh, y'all wrong. <laughs> y'all are You know so you wrong. got a cousin. Every I, black yeah, person I'm has that one. Hi, I'm Wolfgang. My friends call me Stephen Wolf because I collect specialty teapots. Play the latest scratch-off from the Ohio Lottery, simply called Millions, for a chance to taste the good life and win up to a million dollars. My prize teapots include one that was made from the very first 3D computer model and a teapot that inspired the lyrics, I'm a little teapot. Play the new $30 scratch-off Millions. With one in three odds, a $40 minimum prize, and an 81% payout, you can go hog wild on whatever's your cup of tea. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Cousin. got a cousin that is down <laughs> for the call at any given moment but i like to think i'd be that friend too some days and they'd be like calm down you got things going on so right that's talk. true that is but me my poor one of my co-workers uh, i call him about every day ready to pop off <laughs> and i he he talks me down and off a cliff and i just i have so i have such an appreciation for him carter 
Harms, if you're listening to this, thank you. Because <laughs> you have really saved me <laughs> from myself. Save me in my check for myself. <laughs> save me in my check. Because there are times when you're like, you know what? I'm going to just turn this code switch off. I don't know if you guys watch Big Mouth. Do you guys watch Big Mouth? I just started watching. Okay. Hilarious. Um, this one girl that I follow on Instagram, yes, is, it, is it Kinta? Kinta? She's a, a, a Black girl. Kinta Big is. Mouth. I think she, um, how do you say it? it's? I think it's Kinta. Um, Bronson. voice or something? Yeah, she did a voice. Uh, Kinta uh, Brunson. She's really funny. I don't know who that is. I don't know her. Well, y'all have some research to do after this. Anyway, sorry. Well, I'm mad I don't know her, though. I know. I'm going to look her up. But on one of the latest episodes, like in the latest season of Big Mouth, there is a character. I think his name is like Devon or Donovan. And he talks You're about- You're about to give a full spoiler, but go. No, 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 no. no. I'm not going to spoil it. But he raises his shirt sleeve and it's a code switching- <laughs> um little dial and so it's like conservative black to ultra black oh, and man. it goes through different scenes where he flips his switch and he's basically teaching uh, another character on the show who's biracial that she too probably has this switch she just hasn't activated it yet and so oh, she gets in so touch funny. with her super black side but it's just super funny how like throughout the conversations we have talked about levels of code switching based on the intersectionality where we are with our intersectionality physically along the journey like what part of the multi-hyphenate you know identity we're talking about you we've all kind of got these switches and i feel like pretty much everyone in the world except heterosexual christian white men have some form of this switch that they have to yeah um that's not even, it's and not. it goes beyond just like the way that you talk. Uh, it goes to to body languages, yeah. to facial expressions, to um, like even like hair. I, I'll roll down my sleeve and I won't show my my beautiful tattoo. Uh, like there, there's just like <laughs> there's just, it, it just there's so many different levels to it. Yeah, to, to code switching and just being a multi hyphenate. How real. basic are you if you're not some type of multi hyphenate in the world we live in today? Are you basic? I think, you know what? And I, that's another, con- I know that's probably another tangent, another conversation, but I think in this new world where everybody feels the pressure to be doing everything, like that language is kind of like troubling a little bit, like, or, or problematic. I hate the word problematic actually, but I'm gonna use it because it makes sense in this situation. <laughs> but I think that like, yeah, multi-hyphenate, like it's great if you can do it, like you have, all these different jobs and these ventures and like you're you're killing it right but there's some people that that's not their thing you know and I think it's become a the the environment the landscape on social it's like this push that everybody should be always on you should you have you should be doing a billion things an hour you should have multiple jobs multiple streams of avenue and there's people that are like dog fuck that like I really just want to do my little job and chill like you know and so it's it's almost like this pressure that I think that if you are a multi-hyphenate and you do you thrive in that and you're the best at all those different ventures like like let's get it but if you're not I don't think it's lame I think it's like you know everybody's so I have a question like is that 
is that complicated based on your identity, right? Because I think sometimes I when as I'm hearing you talking about this, I think sometimes mm-hmm. there is a um, a tendency to celebrate really basic white girls that yeah. are the antithesis of a multi hyphenate mm-hmm. and are really not doing that much, but we're, we're praising them. Taylor Swift, a wet jet comes to mind. Oh. Uh, what's her name? Taylor Swift. Yes. That she is someone that sort of comes to mind where yeah. you have black people that have been doing the same thing and more that are sort of like being ignored um, uh, and sort of rendered unimportant. So I, I guess, I think, I think it can be complicated. I think that, you know, if you're a black person that has sort of grown up with this traditional pressure of having to like navigate um, and walk in sort of like a number of different worlds and be a multi-happening, I think it's a revolutionary act to say, no, I want to do this one thing and I just, I just want to be. Yeah. I think that's revolutionary. Um, but I do think that, especially if we're talking about like really basic white girls, really basic white people, really basic people in positions with identities that are sort of rooted and grounded in power. And also sort of on the other side, someone else's oppression. Yeah. Um, and also being celebrated um, for that. I think it does, it is, it is problematic, I would say, even though you hate the word. I <laughs> <laughs> hate that word. That's Am fair. I making sense? I hope I'm you not are. Like, talking in circles. Yeah. No, 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 you are. I think being I'm a multi hyphenate. <laughs> no, I think being a multi hyphenate is a currency, if you will, depending on your level of melanin. You you don't have to necessarily be a multi hyphenate. You can just be vanilla like Taylor Mm -hmm. and have all of this currency because you're a blue-eyed blonde but if I were to just go to work and come home they'd be like is she not hustling she's not trying to improve her life she's not trying to be better and it's because I'm a black woman so because of that I might be stereotyped as lazy um, not a go-getter even though Taylor and I are essentially now granted she's bringing home a lot more money being mm-hmm. vanilla than I probably am but at the same day when it boils down to it we're both two women about the same age going to do our jobs and coming home she gets celebrated I get deemed lazy I think it's interesting as, as I look on social media and try to navigate that world and become more visible in it is mostly black women and latinx women who sell in these flat tummy tees the next travel <laughs> scheme like we're all yeah. we always have a side hustle bundles galore bundles galore i always bought me some bundles i actually want some good bundles because i keep ordering these little uh amazon things and that ain't it no but if you look at like the white mom influencers they are going to work coming home and occasionally baking a cookie with their kids and they are celebrated for taking care of themselves, for knowing how to say no. Like it is literally the exact opposite of my profile. I'm like, you can't have a career and be a mom and a present wife and be a badass co-host on a podcast and do a blog. That is celebrated. But if I were just to be like, I'm gonna sit here and bake a cookie with Aria, they'd be like, here's another lazy black woman. So I do think being a multi-hyphenate is a level of currency, especially in American society. Yeah, I think no, that is definitely a good point. I think it's a very good point. That's a good way to look at it as it being a currency. I just think, like, you know, we also have to still celebrate the people that are existing and doing, you know, doing things like going to work, being still being a good parent, 
maintaining a marriage and don't have several other side hustles. And like, I mean, I'm just like on entrepreneur Twitter at all moments. And I see that like it, I sometimes feel like, do I get a break? Like I feel, I feel like I need to be doing above and beyond at all moments. And so I'm like, if I feel like that as someone that feel, I, I honestly think I control my, my mental, my mental state so well, like I can imagine everybody else. Also, I have severe ADHD. So like, that's why I have a billion things and why I'm a multi-hyphenate. I think I wouldn't be if I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but because my brain wants to do everything at all moments, it's just like, I got a lot of, a lot of things going. That's real. Um, I do think we should give a special shout out, I think, to our, um, to folks here who are sort of multi-hyphenates, um, or sort of have, you know, are members of marginalized communities that are saying, you know what, I don't want to do, I'm not going to respond to society's pressure on me to sort of do all these things. I just want to, I'm going to do these two things. I'm going to do it well, and I'm going to chill. Shout yeah, out to you. Well. Yeah. Um, I think that that is, that's revolutionary, um, especially given the pressures that all of us are under every single day, um, to actively choose not to succumb to that pressure and to put your happiness and your well-being above societal pressure, yeah. which is, can be very, very heavy at times, is, is deep. It, um, it is. And that deserves praise. But Mo, you got the key word. <laughs> she, does not. <laughs> she does not. <laughs> No, she doesn't. Cause really she didn't have, she's not good at acting. She's really just has the one lane. The dancing ain't it. The singing is, is decent, but the acting I think it's ain't the there. Lyrics. I think it's the lyrics. The, the lyrics when are When she came out, when she came out with the, um, um, when she's sort of like the band and like not saying that Beyonce like created, created like a black band sort of thing, aesthetic, right? She was pulling from black culture, but like li- Swiffer, man. Ma'am, gown. You remember Aretha? Okay, great gowns, beautiful gowns. Did you remember what you yes, said? Yes, yes, I remember gowns. that. I will call her gowns moving forward. Oh, she came out with that. I was like, and then to be on Twitter and watch these white gay men who also I know love Beyonce, screaming about how Taylor Swift is just so revolutionary, even though this is a carbon copy of what the Queen Bee did just weeks prior. I was enraged. <laughs> enraged. I mean, that was really shameless on on her crew. And she had time part. to change that whole set. She had the time, the money, and the creativity to change that whole set. And she should have. Enraged. But the caucasity and the privilege the said, you know what? I can do this and come out unscathed. And she did. She did. I mean, she I did. listened to a Taylor Swift since, so... I've never was, purchased I, her music, but I will listen. Sometimes it is catchy. Yeah. She, has, she has some cute moments. And not to sort of make this uh, about Taylor, but she's just right. the most like, I think the, the, the obvious, the most obvious example that sort of pops in my head, um, sort of that rooted in this conversation that we're having. Um, but I was watching um, all the stories, because you know, everyone got their Spotify replay. And the girls, the girls was, it was Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift. And I was like, Y'all are really, and people were posting about this. It's like y'all are really proud about how much you listen to this, to this young lady, to to beautiful gowns, <laughs> beautiful gown. And I said, <laughs> there is definitely more power and power in pine saw than that voice. And I stand by oh, that. 
<laughs> well, <There> damn. <laughs> and you can I go, I'm telling you. I want to get back to giving people their props for choosing not to be a multi-hyphenate because I don't think I've made it any secret that I struggle with mental health. Mm-hmm. And I do think part of my journey with being a multi-hyphenate is due to the pressures that come from being a high-functioning person that deals with anxiety. Um, mm-hmm. So I do think there is an element of mental health that kind of coats being a multi-hyphenate. Obviously, Alex is very strong and fit mentally, and she's able to intentionally choose to be a multi-hyphenate, but sometimes Mm -hmm. a person can be fall victim, I would say, of being a multi-hyphenate, whether it being mental issues or just not necessarily mental issues, but the the inability to say enough is enough. I can't take this on. I'm a people pleaser. So I just keep taking on more and more and more. Um, so I do think those people truly are. Oh, that yeah. when you said that, that really stuck with me. Yeah. I would yeah. say I'm a, I'm a semi multi hyphenate by choice, but most of my multi hyphenate journey is because I just can't stop. Like, I'm like, yeah. if I've got one business, I should have 10. If I'm doing a podcast, I should do a blog and, and an Instagram and this and that, like, it's mm-hmm. this never-ending cycle of, I am I measuring Mo- up? Am I doing the best I can actually do? Instead of saying, you got enough on your plate, like, stop. Yeah. And I think, Mo, you you hit it on the head um, when you were saying, basically, like, giving people, um, you know, not only giving people their props, but giving people the space to say, like, okay, I'm not, I'm going to, I'm choosing not to do this. Right. And, and then when I say you hit it on the head, I meant when you were saying perfecting it, right. Like finding what you want to do. And I'm just going to choose this and I'm going to perfect it. And I think that's another, yeah, I think that's another issue we, we run into with this ideal of like, I need to do multiple Mm -hmm. things and I need to be a multi-hyphen. I need to have is that we're not perfecting the one craft or the one avenue that we start. So then we have all these different things going that aren't like solid. And I can honestly say that's something that I've been learning a lot about is like, and I think Lovey said it one day on Twitter and I was like, sis just dropped a gym. Like Mm -hmm. she was like, perfect the one thing that you like right now. (laughs) Like, stop, (laughs) stop starting this You know what's crazy though? Because we put this pressure, we put this pressure on ourselves. Yeah. And I've noticed, like, especially in um, in professional spaces, um, some white people will see us doing that, and they'll sort of expect that from us. Yeah. So, exactly. Like employers expecting you to sort of be some magical Negro, like yeah. that is a real thing. Even like expecting, like, do this, do that, do that, do that, and also deal with all the bullshit that comes along with being one of the few mm-hmm. sort of people of color or queer people in this space, right? Yeah. Um. We are not meant to deal with everything that we that we have to handle on a daily basis, and um, I, I really enjoyed your your comment, uh, especially talking about mental health, because um, I think that there are some like uh, a lot more conversations now, um, especially in Black communities, uh, just about the importance of mental health and acknowledging that we don't have to do so much. We can really sit down. Um, yeah. I haven't watched. I know like Taraji's doing something on Facebook Watch. I haven't watched it. But I think that is sort of like centered around um, mental health. Um, but 
sort of getting, um, at least for me, um, like I have my own anxiety. Uh, um, I, I see a therapist, I, I have to like really put in the work and it, it took a while for me to even get to a place where I can sort of say, no, this yeah. is what I need. This is a space that I need uh, for my own sort of mental health. Um, and we, you know, we have to sort of put in the work. And unfortunately, especially like when I have these, my mom is pretty good about this, but when I've had conversations with the extended family um, about um, maybe doing too much, um, talking with a therapist, maybe at some point it's going on, you know, maybe you need meds or something like that. It's, uh-uh, I bind the enemy that comes in and we got to pray over you. Uh- <laughs> yes. Oh, it's a mess. Um, and you do that a lot in my community, but I think we're starting to like really see uh, a lot of folks in our community like really put a higher premium on mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's good. Uh, and I think it's definitely something that cannot be t- be decoupled from this conversation yeah. uh, on being a multi-hyphenate. Yeah. Yeah, that transparency is like, is really clutch right now. Like I see a lot of celebrities, a lot of different like, you know, influencers in the space discussing mental health. Now doctors are kind of jumping on board and mm-hmm. trying to help with that like there's all like I mean it's the transparency is super helpful yeah um even in understanding like what are these emotions that I'm feeling like what why am I why do I feel the need to be a multi-hyphen I think that's something that the listeners like that have been on this journey with us like we continue that conversation with them like do they feel that way and you know I like am open yeah. to that, that dialogue for sure. I think you, I think you, I'm so, I think, I just think it's so beautiful that, you know, talking about mental, um, mental health and putting a premium on your mental health is becoming less taboo. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't, and I sort of got to a good place where I was talking about it from actually navigating in predominantly white spaces. Um, like some of my white girlfriends from college, oh yeah, girl, I'm going to see my therapist or who I need my Lexapro, I need my happy pills or, or, or something. Oh, and it was whoa, sort of like, just like a normal thing. <laughs> But I'm here for like, it. I'm here for it. I was here for it. I, I got to take my happy pills sometimes too, child. Look. Listen, my anxiety gets real out of whack. Um, have y'all done acupuncture? I have. How mm. do you feel about that for like... Will they stick a needle in you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I'm going to have to see where the Lord leads me on that. You see where he leads you. <laughs> I have not tried it for anxiety. So I danced forever. And so I have the body of like an 80 year old. So I've tried it for my, to relieve pressure in my hips, in my ankles, like my knees. I have not tried it for mental health. However, sometimes you just need a good pill and a good drink. Like, so mm-hmm. <laughs> I firmly and, believe and- that. And a solid therapist. And a massage. And a massage. Oh, I love a good massage. They have these like things now, those weighted massage neck things that Mm -hmm. help with the, oh my gosh, those are it. I like can't, I I have not done, like I can't, um, I already have, you know, I have my little ADHD. So I have, I'm supposed to be taking my medicine for that. But as you can see by these circular conversations, I clearly I'm not, I'm not following the rules. Okay. Um, But it's the same way with like anxiety and, you know, like people don't want to have to take the medicine. So the holistic strategies that people are using are like acupuncture and these different vitamins and 
like teeth. And I'm like super into that stuff. And I'm always researching and figuring out ways. So I encourage everybody to do that, to try um, the different like. Holistic- I, I definitely I'm a fan of happy pills uh, <laughs> and tequila, not necessarily together. Uh, <laughs> but I, uh, I'm certainly open. Uh, what about cannabis, open. To- if you will? Yeah. I think think that if you get the right strain, it will help with your anxiety. I'm just a real big fan of like earth stuff that we can grow. I think if it is legal in your state or country and that helps you. Sorry. Okay. That's what I meant. Yes. Huge fan. But to like close the loop on the cannabis, if that's your jam and if it is legal, in your state, yeah. In for your sure. state, and it is medicinal. You should explore those with your healthcare provider. I just bought my grandma some. Explore CBD. with your healthcare provider. <laughs> oh, that's Amen. really good, and that's very PC of you. But yeah, I buy my grandma CBD for specifically for, and I, I know we didn't need to go off into the cannabis rant. Yes, be safe with cannabis, but CBD for sure for anxiety. And my grandma for her bone spurs in her mouth, mm-hmm. I buy it for her and it's really helped her. Yes. Actually, I have the ball. Thrive, um, Thrive. Their yeah. Plant, their gummies have helped my grandma with her bone spurs. Yeah. So I'm giving it to my oh grandmother gosh. for her Alzheimer's. My grandmother has Alzheimer's mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and she has been notoriously independent. Like this is a woman with two daughters. She's never been married. Like for a woman of her age and her time, it's just like taboo and not the norm yeah and so now that she's starting to lose some of her independence um thrive is an amazing company they're a cbd company here in dallas woman owned that i was partnering with yep and they were so gracious they sent me like a package but they sent my grandmother some thrive um gels yeah uh, not the gummies but like the the gel pills yeah that's what they are they're like little yeah because she's getting anxious like I'm forgetting. I'm I'm not mm-hmm. completely a hundred percent in charge of myself. Um, so CBD is, in my and opinion, you, a great still alternative. Still with CBD, you need the right strain. But yes, um, I have to try CBD. I actually haven't tried it yet. Yeah, um, I think it would. Ha- it's like a I'll better try. way. I've, I've heard they have some like good creams. They have like a um, some neck problems. They actually. do. I'm gonna send you um, the balm that I use. So I get migraines, and I have TMJ. A balm and Gilead. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <Right. balm> and <laughs> not as strong. Not as strong. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as strong as a balm. <laughs> no, three church kids talking about CBD. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about cannabis first. Right. Oh, you see, quickly segued. <laughs> Alex and her cannabis. If you've got questions, we had a whole conversation, I think it's season one, where Alex clearly led that. Because I was like, wait, huh? What? What part like, of the earth? I'm going like, to go to Amsterdam every moment I have a chance. <laughs> but no, I have a CBD. I have a CBD balm. I've got the gummies and the gels, but the balm really does help. Like if I don't want to pop an Advil or Tylenol for aches and pains. I'll send you a picture of it. Because guys, too many Advils or Tylenols actually are very detrimental for your liver. So you really have to be careful with it. So finding other strategies like CBD or something like like, it's good or lavender is good. We just just fall off topic. Sorry. I just. (laughs) But not necessarily though, for the people that are listening, I think what we're sort of getting at is 
do what you need to do to like take care of yourself. Yay. At the end of the day, self-care is wealth, Um, whether it be um, talking to a therapist, whether it be going to massage, whether it be CBD oil, cannabis, um, if it's legal uh, and available in your state and okay with your doctor. Um, I'm a fan of doing a good mud mask uh, and a bubble bath. I have a little bath tray. I'll put together a little cute um, uh, charcuterie platter. I'm mad about it. Um, and I will collect my entire black ass life. Um, but <laughs> I think, you know, for, for, for all of us who sort of have multiple intersecting identities, all hats that we're carrying, um, we're carrying loads that we really aren't supposed to be. Uh, yeah. And it is taxing on our bodies and we have to take care of ourselves both physically and mentally, which is what we're talking about. And yeah. there are a number oh, of ways, a number of ways to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Way to end an episode. Mo Green, ladies and gentlemen. Mo yes, Green. Go Mo. Thank you for having me on again. Thanks for closing us out. So beautifully. That's it for this week. Catch a new episode each Sunday at 12 p.m. Central, anywhere you can download pods or from our website, notyourtokenblackgirl.com. Follow the pod on IG at notyourtokenblackgirl. Follow Allie on Twitter at Allie underscore J and on Instagram at Basic Allie. And be sure to follow Crystal on IG at The Crystal O. As much as life has changed over the last year, you're still pretty busy. So consider convenient COVID-19 testing from Quest. Get the same tests hospitals use without a doctor visit. Simply order online, select from drive through or at-home options, and get results sent securely to your phone or computer. It's a great fit for your busy life. With over 25 million COVID-19 tests processed, you can count on Quest. So order your test today at questcovid19.com. We're always driving to dance lessons. So we signed up for Know Your Drive. We save money and get closer to her dancing dreams. The daring young man on the flying trapeze. Or maybe her singing dreams. Sign up for Know Your Drive and save up to 20%. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Products not available in every state. Discount terms apply. Visit amfam.com slash knowyourdrive for details. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.